0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's our new Discord server all day long. You can chat with us, chat with other Heat fans. We've got 10 different channels, including a Draft Prospects channel, all kinds of stuff on there. Avoid the clutter of Twitter. Go straight to our Discord $2.99 per month. It's just two ninety nine per month. Trust me, once you're in there, you ain't leaving. Check it out. Link is right here on the podcast feed, the YouTube description, as well as pinned to the top of the 5 Reasons Twitter page. Also check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. And that includes our friends over at Water Cleanup. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida, Michael, Robert, and his team, they do a great job. They're based in Boca Raton. They service the entire area get the leak detection for your home or business. Make sure there's nothing going on there because you don't want to deal with it after the fact and deal with the insurance companies. But if something does happen, they are your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop as well. So check them out, wcufl.com. That's wcufl.com, Water Cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. And now, today's
1: episode. Down to Biscay.
0: Yikes.
1: Biscay. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like fuckin' say, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's five, have the guts. we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reason Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reason Sports. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Check out the recent episodes that we've done. Came back from the All-Star break. Well, before the All-Star break, actually, we did an episode about things that needed to change for the Miami Heat in the second half. We had well, it's actually the last third of the season, but you guys get the point. Alex, myself, Brady, and Greg were all on that one. But then a more recent episode I did with with Brady about a few adjustments tactically that Eric Spolstrom may make after the All-Star break. Now, today, Alex and I are going to look more at the rotation part of this, and I'll throw this at you before we start because I ran this by Brady and I asked him what in your view is more important. I'm going to start with this because I know what's most important to Eric Spolstra, because I've had this conversation with him many times. And he has said that 75% of his job is ego and player management. Essentially it's, it's the, it's the stuff that the fans don't see most of the time. It's making sure everybody's happy with their roles or in the right role. It's the planning of things, all that kind of stuff, but it's, it's the locker room related stuff. So that leaves about 25%, okay? So I'll ask you, of that other 25%, what in your view is more important for the coach, and particularly with this team? Is it who he plays? In other words, the rotations, the minutes, who he plays them with, all that kind of stuff when we talk about lineup data, et cetera. Or is it the schemes that he puts them in, and the way that he essentially deploys them. I'm curious for your answer because I, I got Brady's answer on the last episode.
2: That's actually a tough question and I'm glad we're starting off with those, but I think um, I would probably lean who you play and more specifically the, the, just like the right mix of guys, finding the right mix of guys because you can play certain guys who you feel should be playing, but you know, I think it's it's going to be about finding the proper combinations Um, you know as the season winds down and you know there's of course a lot of layers to this right because you know you've got the the injuries going on right now we got Jimmy Butler out right now um, and you've got a lot of guys who deserve to be in the rotation so it's it's not it's going to be easier said than done is what I'm saying to to find the right mix of guys but I do think for this team specifically that's going to be more important going down the stretch because I feel like for them the scheme stuff is kind of stuff that you can work on and has been worked on already and it's more about just executing it and, and and doing it the right way but the combinations to me is is something that is more pressing for this heat team
0: so that so that's fair so if that's the case you're the, <clears throat> excuse me you're the right guy for this episode because Brady went the other direction he went more with the tactical stuff Where you both come from on these topics, generally, I'm not surprised by what you each chose. All right, so let's get into the rotation here, and let's just make some general assumptions, okay? Bam Adebayo is going to be in the rotation. Jimmy Butler is going to be in the rotation. We know that, obviously. Uh, So let's get through a couple of these other guys. Are we to assume Tyler Hero is going to not only be in the rotation, but be a starter for the balance of the season?
2: Yeah, I mean until proven otherwise. Like we we can do a separate conversation if we want to do another one to get through the week about Tyler Herro and what role he should or shouldn't be in, but as of right now like every everything has shown us that he is a starter until again proven otherwise.
0: All right. So we got we got 3. Okay. Uh other core rotation players here for the Heat. Jaime Jaquez has proven uh core rotation player, correct? Going to be in there somewhere. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Not likely a starter, correct? Could be, but
2: not not projected as one right now. But he's wanted to get. He's not probably going to be far from starter minutes if he's not already there.
0: All right, Duncan Robinson is going to be a rotation player, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. We've had the starter conversation (laughs) with him. Um, One way or another, I've made the case he's got to play twenty-five plus minutes. I think you and I both agree, right? So we're gonna we're gonna put him. In that mix regardless. Caleb Martin, from what you've seen so far this season, I'm not talking about last season. I'm talking about this season. Core rotation player. Yep.
2: And I and I'm not saying that it's been perfect all season, so I don't want people to get that twisted. That like he's had his ups and downs, but um I think especially as of lately, you know, that perimeter defense has been coming back. And I think more specifically, he's been good in that press and in the zone. And um, I still think he's a guy that Spo is gonna trust to do that job on defense. And that's the most important thing for him because he just kind of slot him into that role. And, and now of course, Delon being here is going to change that. Whereas like he might not need to throw a forward out there to, to do that role. But I still think of Caleb as a rotation player. Yeah.
0: All right. Kevin love core rotation player.
2: Yep. Just because somebody has to come in when, when,
0: when bam sits. All right. So we're at seven. Okay. Terry, Terry Rozier. When healthy. Core rotation player, correct?
2: Starter and at worst rotation player, but most likely starter. So yeah.
0: Okay. So we're already at eight. So I'm just—I I did this exercise for a reason because I, I want people to kind of understand the depth that Spo is playing with right here. Uh, we're already at eight guys that we are saying are rotation players. Like, there's no deviation from any of that. There's no equivocation. There's no any other kind of Asian. Well, they, they are. Four rotation players, eight guys, and typically in the playoffs, Eric Spolscher plays eight or nine. That has been uh, his norm. It's typically during the season he plays nine. During the big three years, we always talked about Now, when Haslam was starting at the four along with Chalmers and the big three, the bench was the same every night. You knew what it was. You knew when they were coming in. You knew who they were coming in with. It was Ray Allen, Shane Battier, Norris Cole, and, and Chris Anderson. That was it. Mike Miller and James Jones were useful players. They didn't play a lot unless Dwayne was hurt. Like that's pretty much the way that that played out. He played nine. Uh, Joel Anthony got shelved to the bench during that period of time when Birdman came in and Joel had been a starter on the team. So he will, Spo will make the tough decisions and make sure that he gets down to nine guys. And then sometimes eight players in the playoffs and then we've seen sometimes he gets to the point where he just trusts seven uh, once we get to the very end of it and that's uh, that's a Riley trait but again suppose not the only one so if those eight guys here's what I think we need to look at here's the other guys in this pool you got Josh Richardson whenever it is that he comes back from the separated shoulder you've got Delon Wright who you're adding but has a very specific skill set point of attack defense that they need. You've got Nikola Jovic, who has shown tremendous promise when he's been unleashed, when he's been put in situations to succeed, and particularly with the ball in his hands. Is there anybody else that you could see? And I guess the other one would be Haywood Highsmith, okay? Who as a a defensive uh, part-time player, but has been a starter at times this season. And they had a lot of success winning with him as a starter early on. So we're at eight. We've got four guys there let me go through the rest of the roster so we can just eliminate. We don't think Jamal Cain has done enough to show himself as a rotation player. Correct? No. Okay. Orlando Robinson, same,
2: right? Probably not the most you could absolutely say. Cause I think this is something that I'm, we're probably going to get into is, you know, like if we're projecting into the playoff rotation and mm-hmm. Orlando's probably, is probably not going to be in it. But what we did see last year was it wasn't just bam and Kevin love in their big man rotation. Mm-hmm. It was Cody Zeller. So there's a there's a world where he plays a third big. I'm not expecting that to be Orlando, but that's like the case, right?
0: More likely that that third big would be Orlando Robinson or Thomas Bryant.
2: Oh God, I hope neither. But I I would hope for Orlando.
0: Me too, but we've seen him play Thomas Bryant, so that's why I'm throwing. Maybe he it just out eliminates.
2: Here. Maybe he just eliminates that. Like as because I think that was something that. um I think frustrated a lot of people um, as, you know, as the playoffs got later and later is that Zeller kept playing and maybe he just eliminates those, whatever it was, six, seven minutes. um, And it's just a little bit more for Bam, a little bit more for K-Love. I'm not sure exactly how he goes about it, but that is a question that's going to have to be answered at some point. Later
0: on. All right. And and the two-way guys, uh, Swider, uh, we obviously Alondis Williams had a terrific all-star weekend. He's somebody we want to see a little bit more here, but we don't think he's gonna project in the rotation uh this season, at least not once everybody's healthy. So we wouldn't anticipate that those guys would be in the mix there. All right, so we've got eight. We're gonna when we come back for the break. Now now we're gonna now we're gonna deep dive on this because now we're gonna look at who gets the minutes the rest of the regular season when everybody's healthy, and then who would get them how is it possibly tweaked if they get new york if they get boston if they get cleveland if they get milwaukee and then if they saw and i think this is where the third big thing comes in if they saw nikola Jokic or someone like that on the other side so we'll get into that on the other side of the break we do want to mention another great sponsor the five reasons sports network it's rock esports lounge it's based in palmetto bay we do our 2k tournaments there we're going to be doing another one along with the watch party for the OKC game. So be on the lookout for that. Join our group down there. We have a great time down there. It's just a good, it's a good location. It's they got plenty of parking. Everybody is there is having fun. They're playing video games all day long. If you mention five reasons, you get the all day pass which is typically 25 bucks. They'll take 5 bucks off. You can play there all day long. It's a great place to take the kids. It's a great place if you still feel like a kid. It's a great place if you're just bad at 2K like I am and you want to get beat while you're using the 2013 Miami Heat and you're playing against the current Detroit Pistons. Whatever it is you want to do, check it out. Miami's first esports center and lounge. It's ROK. That's ROK Esports Center, Rock Esports Center. Check them out. In Palmetto Bay, and again, you'll be hearing a lot more about our next tournament as we get closer to it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, Flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with help BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot slash Miami Heat.
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All
0: right, rest of the regular season here. Josh is out for at least another couple of weeks. So in the interim, Let's assume Rozier's return in the next week or so. Are we looking at... Do we aggregate that? Not, well, I don't want to aggregate anything these days, but are we looking at a nine-man rotation with DeLon Wright being the ninth and Highsmith and Jovich not being in the rotation? Because right now you're looking Bam, Jimmy, Tyler, Haquez, Duncan, Caleb, Love, Rozier... And then your ninth would be DeLon Wright in Josh's place. Or we saw Josh briefly out of the rotation. Could we see a scenario where a Highsmith is the ninth? Or maybe even Jovich is the ninth? Or maybe he even plays ten?
2: It's so hard to say. And not to say it as a cop-out, but I'm just going to break down why I feel like it's so hard to say. Cause- I was trying to think about like the patterns that we've seen. And there's been like so many changes throughout the season. Of course, a lot of them were like circumstantial based uh, based on injuries. But if we're doing the scenario where Terry is back, um, I completely understand why your first instinct is DeLon in for Josh, because I feel like that was kind of the last rotation we saw when the team was healthy. Right before Jimmy um, had his uh, leave of absence, Haywood was the guy who was phased out. But like you mentioned earlier in the pod, Haywood was a starter for a good amount there. Jovic is a guy who has kind of only played if he starts, right? Like he, he's one of those guys who who gets thrown in as a starter. And I think Spo has probably, you know, been pleased with what he's seen as of late. So he has a, a great case to make. Josh was playing very, very well, um, you know, before he was out. I mean, so if you just want to say like Delon in for Josh because it's a kind of a similar position and similar role. And, you know, we, we talked – I talked about this on Playback the the, the day of DeLon signing, you know, big big fan of the signing and big fan of what he can bring here because it's kind of exactly what they needed there. Uh, a guy who can be plugged in right away, he knows exactly what he's going to do. But, you know, he is kind of more fit for the role that they've been trying to put Josh in all season, right? Like DeLon is kind of exactly that. It's like a, he is more of a ball handler and more of a, a point-of-attack defender than Josh. I'm not trying to hate on Josh by any means. I think Josh is just more – of kind of like a natural wing who can handle here and there, right? But DeLon is more of a natural guard and ball handler than Josh is. And I think Josh is, you know, if you want to talk about the nuances, Josh is a little bit probably better in the mid-range and has uh, a couple of those shots in the short mid-range area that he can go to and whatever. DeLon is somebody that I think the Heat can kind of slot into that role right away. But Haywood is a guy who has kind of been their second best defender, you can say, for most of the season. And if you're looking at that rotation that you just mentioned there with DeLon, it's kind of missing, I think, one more wing. And so I think Haywood has a really good case that you can make. So as of right now, with this scenario, like, I do think they're going to plug DeLon in to see uh, how he fits. But I'm not sure that we're going to get an answer on that rotation. And I'm sure Spo is going to comment on it as we come back here about like he's, how he's not going to be set on a rotation, uh, you know, since guys are missing right now. And I feel like it's going to kind of be an open-ended question going forward.
0: Let me throw this at you, and then we'll get to the uh, the different matchups of this. Do you see any scenario where Josh Richardson and DeLon Wright end up in a rotation together? I can see it.
2: I mean, I just think Spo really likes Josh, but... Um... The, obviously, the injury is is gonna is gonna factor into to all this and how he looks when he comes back. I, I mean, I could see it. It's probably not not my preference. And again, it's not to mm-hmm. hate on Josh. It, it's you've got another guard in the room, so maybe one has to come mm-hmm. out. Um, and you know, they they obviously were needing guards before. You, you, they have two point guards now, right? After only having one thirty-seven-year-old uh, who, who you know we weren't sure still wanted to be here. They they have two point guards now, so things are a little bit different.
0: No, well, we were sure he didn't want to be here. But yes, you're right. It's, it's it's a little bit different. It's it is funny how sometimes they'll pivot where, no, we're positionless. We don't need this. We don't need this. And now, oh, it's so great that we have uh, we have point guards that can actually do the things that point guards are supposed to do, like break you down off the dribble and get into the paint and guard the point of attack. I mean, this it's a little bit odd. I'm I'm not used to seeing it uh, over the past year. I, let let me give you this. Then. So I I think he just slides into on right for Josh now i think that's i think once he gets him up to speed i don't think it'll be josh's minute count though and that's why i think he will play 10 for a little while i think that he will play I'll either y- jovich or highsmith depending on matchup again this is once Rozier is back until rosier is back honestly there is room for jovich uh th- there is yeah. absolutely room for jovich and, and then i think if he plays ten, and I think that it's possible he could start Jovic out of the break, and I, I think that is, in a lot of ways, again, depending on whether Terry's back, is is kind of a, it's a it's a telling decision if he comes back and starts Jovic, because that means he's had the whole All Star break to think about this, to look at what Nico did over sort of the last month when he's gotten his opportunities and said, you know what. Down the stretch of this thing, when we get you know, I'm assuming Jimmy back too. When we're making this push with Jimmy, we're trying to stay out of the plan. I'm gonna trust the kid. If he makes that decision coming out of the break, Nico might have a long leash the rest of the way because that that to me means that the study's been done on this. He's had the time to, to sit back, look at it, evaluate it, and decide to stay with it. I'm not expecting it necessarily for him to start, but I do think yeah. Rosier's absence and Josh's absence even with right here, gives Jovich the opportunity uh, to get some minutes. All right, but let's go – let's project this forward. It is almost and like helpful
2: for, for the reg- – I mean, sorry to interrupt. It's almost helpful mm-hmm. for the rest of the regular season, right, because it's like – I mean, not that it's a good thing in any way, but it's like when you're missing Jimmy, Rozier, and Josh, now you have time to to see DeLon play with some of the other guys. You have time to see a little bit more Jovic, maybe a longer evaluation period with some more reps. So I think uh-huh. you know it's a good point you're making there.
0: All right, so let's let's get to uh let's get to matchups in the playoffs, okay? Let's assume health, which you can never do, but let's let's assume they have everybody. They got a first round series against the Knicks. Okay? And they have a first or they have a first round series against Cleveland. Let's look let's look at those two matchups here. Against Cleveland, if they're going to start Mobley and Allen Obviously, Garland and Mitchell in the backcourt, and then you got Okoro and Struess uh, and others there, kind of at the wing spots. Do you? Because do you think Jovic has a better opportunity to start in that scenario, or do you think that Spo would still size down with someone like Caleb, let's say, or Highsmith? But I, I think in that case, it might be more likely Caleb. Uh, wh- which direction do you think he would go?
2: I mean, honestly, like it's so. Tough to tell because I also have to know what the backcourt is. Are we assuming that it's Terry and Tyler still?
0: I'm assuming that until further notice. I don't think okay, that they flipped the first, first round. I, no, but I, I think it's important that you ask that question because I think it's important that we answer it. I don't think they flipped a future first round pick for Terry Rozier and saw the things that he was doing, even if he was struggling with a shot, and are now going to convert him into a six man. I could see a scenario where he comes back and they maybe limit his minutes and he comes off the bench at first, but I think the goal will be to put him back in the starting lineup. And I've said this over and over and over. No matter how fans feel about it, Tyler Hero is going to be a starter for the rest of this season so you can aggregate me clip that do whatever you want with it they're not putting tyler on the bench so let's just assume rozier and hero the rest of the way
2: all right so my first instinct is to say kevin love is back to a starter because we saw that in the last playoffs where it's like okay mm-hmm. we're playing a big team we're playing k love right next to bam and he had a lot of great moments and pretty sustainable play in my opinion i don't think it was just hot shooting and of course like if the shooting is not there Um, maybe it doesn't look as great. You know, we've mentioned that before, but I think that's an option they can still go to. But like you said, I wouldn't be 100% surprised if Spo just went with the small wall thing and what I thought you were going to say was the more likely option is Haywood there just because he's a little bit stronger than Caleb and he would probably be the one. um, Actually, I'm not sure because maybe you can have Jimmy just guarding Mobley and I think they can definitely get away with that and maybe that's a way that you can get you know, just a little bit better perimeter defense as opposed to having Kate Love get attacked in pick and rolls over and over in the starting lineup by Garland and 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 Donovan Mitchell. So I think it, you can kind of go both ways there. And you know, if you start Haywood and have him on Mitchell, you have Terry guarding uh, Darius Garland, you have Tyler guarding Struess, and then you have Jimmy guarding Evan Mobley. I think you can get away with that, right? Like I think I don't think Mobley is gonna is gonna punish Jimmy too often. For it to be like, okay, we got to completely change. I may be wrong there because it's a long playoff series, so maybe they they scheme ways to make it better. Where it's just like, you know, you have Mobley um, screening all the time, and Jimmy is constantly having to, um, you know, deal with Mobley size down low. But if they just have Mobley spacing all the time, that's going to be like that's going to fit right into the Heat's game plan because Jimmy could just sag off of him. They're going to have to scheme ways to get Mobley down there, taking advantage of that maybe off of putbacks and things like that. They can get away with it, and I think um, you can kind of say that for other teams as well, kind of with the Knicks, right? I, that was my, my initial reaction was um, they go back to K-Love, but I felt like this last year too. I think they can get away with playing Haywood in that starting lineup uh, if they wanted to. like the and, that, and that's starting. assuming
0: Randall That's assuming Randall returns at the four and Mitchell Robinson or Hustle is playing the five. They are, but now I'm, I'm they've talking got about OG both those- And Boyan. I know. I mean, the only place they're small is at the point guard position where obviously Miami is is kind of small, too. But like that, that's I, I'm bringing those teams up because those are very possible first round matchups. Like, I mean, the heat could be six and those either of those teams could be in the three spot. One of those teams could be two. I mean, right now, one of them is two and Miami could be coming out of the play in at seven all right so let, let's go to the other two teams though not, philadelphia is just hard to gauge i'm not really going to get into them because i mean we don't know what they're going to look like when Embiid's back or if he's back and any of that kind of stuff we've seen how miami's matched up with them before um and obviously they need to put a plan together for maxi i would think against philly delon wright will play uh at, like that's and see that's why i think like People are like, well, this is just a buyout signing. It is. It is just a buyout signing, just like K Love was a buyout signing, but it is a buyout signing that, just like K Love, addresses a specific need that they have in the playoffs. And that's why DeLon's minutes, it's going to be, uh, I'm curious to see how much he plays, but I think they're going to get a long look at him to see, okay, can we use him on Maxi? Can we use him on Brunson? Can we use, I mean, you look at the Eastern Conference, can we use him on, you know, to frustrate Drew and Derek White? It's every like, good these team. are the every good team has elite gotten and Dane, Great. by the way,
2: Halliburton, Dane. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you, you almost, I think the only teams like where it's not like a huge, huge problem in my opinion is the magic. And even the Celtics because yes. like Drew and Derek white are very good players, but it's not quite the level of these mm-hmm. all-star
0: point guards, but they're kind and, of and everywhere. We've seen though. them run a whole bunch. We've seen them run a whole bunch of different combinations of the magic. I think uh, Jimmy's missed two of those games that they, they've won. Uh, they won at least one of them without Jimmy, I believe. So, Like they, that's a different kind of team with Franz and with, and with, with Bonkara. but they're not as quick. They're not, they're, they're, I still feel like the magic are a piece or two away, but you're right. The other teams all have that. Let's look real quick before we close here. And we appreciate our sponsors uh, Rocky sports center uh, and also water cleanup of Florida, Milwaukee and Boston. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, to get to where you need to go, you're going to have to beat one or two of them again. Uh, regardless of the, the Bucks' struggles of late. Against the Bucs, I do think DeLon Wright uh, has a role, not as a starter, obviously. But uh, we've seen Brooke Lopez has kind of gone the other direction this year. Chris Middleton is not as effective. Does that affect what you do? Because they, they've thrown Highsmith on Giannis in the past. Uh, obviously Bam gets a lot of reps against Giannis. I mean, that one year it was Crowder. They don't have someone quite like him again. Um, Caleb kind of, I don't like that matchup with Caleb on Giannis, but w- what do things look like against Milwaukee and then against Boston?
2: I yeah, definitely don't like the Caleb on Giannis matchup ever, but, um, but no, it's really interesting to, to try to brainstorm because, and again, not to keep going back to the shout out of the deuces, it could go either way. Cause you can go about it a couple of different ways when it comes to how you guard the Bucks. Right. We, and, and you mentioned the different looks we've already seen the last time we played them, you had Jovic guarding Brooke Lopez. Right. And just to serve into like, kind of, it fits into what we were talking about before with the with the two big stuff where Jovic can fit in there. I think because of that, like if he has, if he just feels like Jovic can start next to Bam there and like hold up enough versus a Brooke, because Brooke will, you know, will have his way for uh, with him in certain things like in the post or off of putbacks, like he, he with as tall and, how, how much size Jovic has, like, Brooke Lopez is, is a is a giant out there, so I think you can get away with it for spurts here, and that's probably what it would be if Jovic started, because I know he he wouldn't be coming off the bench as a backup five, and we've already seen Spo's hesitancy to th- bring him off the bench in the first place, because I, I do think you can just, you can try that and, and have him come off the bench and either play with Bam or maybe some spot minutes with K-Love, we've seen him able to do that already, but um, so I think that's where Jovic can kind of fit in. And that's why I feel like it is so matchup dependent because you look at, you know, the teams we've been talking about the past few minutes here, the Bucks, the Cavs, the Knicks, all these teams, um, have size. And and it's funny because the, the team with like one of the teams there with the two bigs is probably the smallest one, but even then like the Bucks' entire perimeter is small. So it's like, there's different types of size. Whereas like the Knicks, it's like you said, it's only Brunson who's small, so it's different um, problems that you're solving out there. And if it's against Giannis and Lopez, like if you're going to have Bam matched up onto Giannis, somebody's got to take on Lopez. So it's gonna, it's probably going to be one of Love or Jovich because I don't think he would even throw for as crazy as Spo is sometimes. I don't know if he would throw Haywood onto him um, as a primary matchup. And and I do think Haywood is a guy who is going to factor in here. I think Delon is a guy like we just went through because of all the different point guards is going to factor in here. And I guess like where I end up feeling like is like my my I, I wanna say Jovic would be the one phased out because he's only played when uh guys have been out, but like I just went through, they have certain matchups they could use him for. Um and
0: I don't What about don't the think Boston matchup? Be... What about the Boston, what about the Boston matchup for him? For because you K-Lub? talk about two bigs that they're, they're not going to start Porzingis no. with Horford but they're going to play Porzingis with Horford right so are yeah, are you, are you are... comfortable with K Love with K Love if you if you put K Love out there with Bam I feel like K Love can hang with with uh, yeah. and, and look, Porzegas did some things to Bam last time that Bam's gonna have to clean up. But like, I I feel like Love and Horford, you're talking about similar aged players. I mean, we know where Al's gonna be. Um, you know, they feel very important roles for their teams. But again, you're not worried about Al killing you. He may have a game from three uh against you. But I mean, I, I assume you're gonna have to play some two bigs there. But we've also seen Caleb. I mean, Caleb continues to play well against them. It wasn't just Easter Conference wise. He played well against them the last time they they were down here.
2: It's so tough. Like again like the last time we saw them play there was so many minutes out there and i was frustrated watching this just like k love was out there against two big lineups and i think that's just because of like the it's that's just the, the way that the rotations were that night i think that type of stuff will probably change like if you if they were to play each other right maybe it is double bigs or maybe not maybe he just sticks to one big and we go into the zone so that it isn't like a a small guy matched up the whole time and getting easy putbacks but then again you're if you're zoned with a small team against two bigs, there's probably a lot of chances there for offensive rebounds. So there's no easy answer. I think he, you know, the logic tells you for those minutes, he plays two bigs, but I, you know, Bam is playing so much more that I feel like that probably will be the case, but with Spo, you just never know. I really do think, and this is why I said at the top of the show that the scheme maybe matters less. It's just because I feel like we kind of know already with the schemes. It's just about when he pushes these buttons. Cause we've seen him throw out all of these things already. The, 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 the shape-shifting zones, the press into the shape-shifting zones and how often he's using. And and the thing is with Spoh is that he kind of goes on and off. Like, he'll use it for a couple of quarters. doesn't start the game in, in zone, but maybe, like, the second and third quarters are in zone. Goes back to man in the fourth. And to me, like, all of this stuff is, you know, we, we know how they look when they drop. We know how they look when they switch. And it's more, to me, just about what guys you have out there. And that's probably going to dictate the scheme. More than anything else, it's just I really sure. like after uh, who, doing this who, whole exercise, uh, I find myself more confused about who is actually well, ask, be there I, at I, the I, end. I
0: guess, I guess here's the question, and we'll finish with this. Uh, I mean, obviously, we talk about Porzingis, who was a huge problem for them in the last game, uh, but it, it comes down to Tatum and Brown to a certain degree, right? So, is who is your primary Tatum defender in their rotation?
2: Jimmy Haywood. Okay. So those are probably their best options. I'm sure like okay. it won't just be them like cuz if, if, if Jimmy again. and Haywood
0: then you are then you are playing smaller right because then you're probably playing Haywood at the 4. You're not playing Haywood at the at the 3 and Jimmy at the 2. I know Sean Rogers is going to get on me about doing position numbers here, but I mean the reality is if you're going to if you're going to put Haywood on on Tatum, which they've done. Um then and 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 Jimmy on on Jaylen, which they've done a lot. It could then you on
2: Jalen and and Jimmy on Tatum.
0: Could be that too. It it, it could it could be that also. It also it could be Hawkes on on Jalen a little bit. I, I'm curious to see kind of how that plays out. I don't know that he put him on Tatum that much, but he might. And I I and this and then we're gonna get back as we close to this. Do you see in any of these scenarios situations where Tyler? who we know is going to get hunted to a certain degree. It's just the nature of it. Again, okay, Duncan's going to get hunted to a certain degree, although I feel like less than Tyler. Uh, where in a, even in a matchup against Boston, you might look at DeLon Wright minutes uh, against Derek White, who has given Tyler problems uh, in the past.
2: No, I think that's actually the matchup where I would probably, you probably need DeLon the least, just since they don't. I mean, again, Drew and Derek White are very good players. You know, they're all, they all probably still have nightmares about that Derek White putback. And just, you know, he's a heat killer, even though he didn't play against, I mean, play well against them last time. But to me, he's not on, you know, those guys are not on the level of the other all star point guards in that bracket. And I feel like DeLon is kind of like a, you know, he's a specialty player in that sense where he might still be in the rotation. I'm not saying he can't be, but maybe the Celtics matchup to me is more about matching up with them and, and knowing what game plan you're going to have against them. And DeLon can factor into it. I'm just not, I'm very interested to see who is more of a situational player and who is a staple in the back of their rotation. Cause I, I, I don't, that's where I feel like it's all going to be open ended and maybe matchup based. And I, I, sorry if that sounds like a cop out. And I'm really trying no, to, but that's why I did the
0: exercise. But that's why I did the exercise at the beginning, because I guess the question becomes are any of their top eight play off the floorable? Okay. So we know Bam and Jimmy are not, but the question becomes, are any of the other six where one of these guys in this next bracket is Tyler, is Hawkes, is Duncan, is Caleb, is Love, is Rozier, are any of those six guys potentially replaceable in a particular yeah. series where you see more of Josh or – or I almost said Durrell, Delon. Or Jovich or Highsmith because it feels like you know we're going in with the idea okay they've got eight they've got eight and then they've got these four specialty players and look when I look at their specialty players and Josh is not really specialty but I think you know what I'm getting at here when when you look at, at Josh and Delon and Jovich and Highsmith this team is much deeper than last year like I, I we should stop having that conversation like
1: I mean uh, Spoel was, was trying to get
0: it is but was trying to get deeper. He was trying to get it done with nothing last year. I mean, we can talk about having Struis and Vincent, but you're right. There were there were Cody Zeller minutes in there last year. Um, Caleb was not playing at the level that he's played at this year. They didn't have Rozier. Caleb is not where he was last year, but he's sort of rounding into form. Duncan is playing at a much higher level this year than last year. They didn't have Haquez and they didn't have Tyler. So for anybody who's going to talk Struis-Vincent, 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 I just gave you six names of guys who either weren't here, were hurt, or were not playing at this level. And that doesn't include Josh, DeLon, Jovic being an option. Kaisemith was an option last year, or so they didn't play him late. This team is considerably deeper than last year. And the question, again, just becomes in which matchup who he uses. And I think what we're going to see a little bit over the last 25 is that you're going to see him tinker with some of these things so that when they go into a first round series, he's going to know, okay, this is going to be my ninth for the majority of the series. And I think ultimately that and closing, we talk about closing a lot matters a lot more than who starts the the only, the only reason that the starting thing means anything is because again, he doesn't play Yovich if he doesn't start, but beyond that, and Duncan plays better as a starter, but for the majority of, of of the issues here, it's about it's about which guys he's going to play beyond the eight, whether the eight are a firm eight, and who's going to close. And and I think that the closing could change night to night. Like I I feel like looking at the closing, it's going to be Bam, it's going to be Jimmy. I'm not willing to bet on anybody else. I think it's going to be Tyler in most situations, but I think now that he's got a little bit more at his disposal defensively. There may be matchups where it's just like we gotta control Dame. We just gotta control Dame. Like we, you know, we gotta control Maxie. And I'm gonna give Delon Wright some minutes out there as long as I can get enough scoring out there of Bam and Jimmy from others, maybe from Hawkins, maybe from Duncan, et cetera, where maybe Tyler is not a given. But I, I think Tyler in most cases is gonna be out there as a closer. And I do think he's absolutely gonna be a starter, but I mean. We've just given you 12 playable players. And that doesn't get to the third big thing, which um, uh, to me, that's a Jovic or MB problem. Like, I, other than that, I, I don't really see. I mean, Jovic. <laughs> I should close there. All right. Thanks for following. Check out the episode I did with Brady on more of the scheme related stuff, although we touched on some of that stuff here. Uh, we'll have more episodes throughout the week. We are going to post an episode. Um, I did some interviews about Duncan Robinson about a month ago about his resurgence this season. Now he's playing well again. I think we're going to roll that out in pod format. We are going to roll it out in pod format. I did interviews with Duncan Bam, uh, Kevin Love, and Spolster, all exclusive interviews, and we're going to put that out this week before the team uh, officially starts its post-All-Star break schedule. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five and Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad.